Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. I am, as always, a self-aware illusory apple known as Michael, and I am joined by, he wore hoodies for years because of this game, Matt. Hello. And he doesn't care about killing, he just wants to parkour, it's Adrian. Hello. (laughs) Say you parkouring. Yeah, it's like running past you guys, like past the mic, parkouring. Did a sick flip. Yeah. Remember, if, just on a side note, remember when we were super into parkour, Matt? Like, we yeah, were first yeah. friends. But it was all about Mirror's Edge. Yeah, it was. I was going to say, it's between Assassin's Creed and Mirror's Edge was the parkour highlight of my life. Mm. I think this is the game that kicked off people's, like, mainstream fascination yeah. with parkour. I remember seeing, like, YouTube videos of, like, parkour and free-running people, like, doing stuff on, like, abandoned apartments on, like, the edges of balconies and stuff and like whoa i could do that and then well, you couldn't <laughs> hang on just a second so what what game is this we're playing assassin's creed the original or the director's cut because we played on pc and uh it started the long-running series that's going to this day and probably for many years to come the assassin's creed series <laughs> Yeah, it's been there's been one a year since the first one, I think. Except for one year where they did none and one year where they did two. So it averages out. That's what I read somewhere recently. But this one came out in Actually before we talk about the game, let's talk about the news. <laughs> You'd like to jump into the news, would you? Yes. And what I'm interested in, because I'm seeing heaps about it right now, a lot of people hyped. And I'm curious if you guys are hyped, is the announcement of the Spyro Remastered Trilogy. Thoughts? I'm just happy he's not the ugly Skylanders model. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Imagine that. It's rebooted with the new look for Spyro. (gasps) But I'm aware a lot of people have a, a big nostalgia over this game. And I never had a PS1, so I didn't. Um, but it feels like it's it's like the niche off pick to the Crash Bandicoot trilogy remaster. Like everyone was on board for Crash, and it feels like only like the PS One niche people yeah. are in, are into the Spyro one. Because I have fond I have fond memories of Spyro. I remember playing it um, on my uncle's PlayStation One when I was a kid, playing with my cousins and stuff, and it was hard. Like, I d- didn't like it as much as Crash Bandicoot because it wasn't the easiest of game. And so I'm kind of torn because I really like the fact that you got to run around as a dragon in, like, a cool world. And it was all colourful and it was more... I guess it was like the PlayStation's Banjo-Kazooie. It was a bit yeah. of a collectathon platformy. Yeah. But it was because of 3D platformers being what they were... When they weren't like Crash Bandicoot, quite like linear, um, it was hard for memory. So I'm happy because I think with modern controls and modern design, it should work pretty well, and it looks pretty good. I like what they uh, from the footage I've seen. I go like, yeah, this looks like it. This looks like what uh, ukulele were trying to go for. This kind of old school open collectathon. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, intrigued. Like, 
if this wasn't coming out, I'd probably never touch any Spyro games. I think the only one I played was on PS2, where you play as like the penguin and other stuff. The penguin? There's like a tiger. There's a anyway. penguin? Yeah. Penguin it's and like, tiger. It, what... it sounds like you're describing Crash Bandicoot now to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this remaster makes me like kind of interested, interested enough to be like, yeah, I'd play that, but I'm probably not going to buy it. It's actually surprising seeing one of the character models redone. And I was just like, uh, it blew my mind because my brain did not think of the character models looking that way. But then they've obviously gone to concept art and been like, hey, this is how they were supposed to look. And I was like, what? (laughs) What is that? I remember watching the trailer and it had the remastered thing first, like just this platform, grass in the sky with the... um like the farmer and the two sheep wolves. I, I can't remember. Uh, and I was thinking, yeah, they didn't change much. It looks the same because in my mind, the nostalgia, the graphics were a lot better. And then when they did, like they overlaid the original and it's like a single polygon for the ground. I was like, oh no. Okay. It's a lot better now. Yes. I will take that please. But no, it should be. I think it's good that it's happening. I kind of hope that, like Crash Bandicoot, it's not a full-priced game. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it, from what I've seen on, like, an EB Games, like a retail storefront, it seems to be, like, maybe $20 less than other games, which is good. Yeah, I'm finding that's, that's happening a lot at the moment because... Um... I just got on board the Devil May Cry trilogy remaster thing, and that was like $40 for the three games. So I think remastering PS1, PS2 trilogies uh, and putting three games out for the price of one is a popular thing at the moment. Well, I would really like a God of War 1 and 2 because 3 made its way to PS4, but 1 and 2 haven't. Oh, look, I'll take a bundle that includes three as well, thanks. We'll put it all together, but that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I am okay with remasters of sort of anything older than, I guess at this point, 10 years. Like, you don't need to remaster. Well, I guess we can bring this up. Does Assassin's Creed 1 need a remaster? Oh, I was thinking about that as I was playing, but... Um, it would be cool. It's like Banjo Kazooie. It's like it's good on its own, but like if you brought it in with the modern systems, mwah. but it also might be outdated because it is a game from a decade ago. Mm. Now, before we get onto this discussion, I know we're obviously very eager to talk about this wonderful game. One last piece of news is uh, our successful stream, Grind Time TV. We're now affiliates. Yay, round of applause. Yay. So please tell me about affiliation, as I am not involved with the stream. Um, treat me like a, new, a listener who's like, you have a stream. Tell me about your stream. So twitch.tv slash grindtime underscore TV is where me and Matt play uh, various games on a Tuesday 7 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time. And then on Wednesdays, we've currently been playing uh, Jackbox Party Pack 4. We have a little leaderboard on there for everyone who's like one. 
a little little <laughs> a little it's leaderboard. Massive, it's but, huge. Um, we have enough backing now. We have fifty plus followers. We get we stream regularly enough that Twitch is like, hey, you guys are starting to do some good stuff. Here's a little incentive. We'll give you an emote so people who subscribe to us now get our emote, which is a nice little clap. So we're hoping people can put that in chat, you know, when someone wins or something good happens. Um, And then we also, people can now subscribe to us for $5 a month. Um, And we do have one already. We've already got one. And it's just a, it's a good milestone in this, uh, in this process, in this journey, me and Matt have been taking together on the internet. Congratulations! I think it's kind of interesting. Thank you. I was I think it's kind of interesting how we started this off just like as a complimentary thing to yeah, no time to grind. So there's no time to grind, and then grind time TV is when we sat down and yeah, did the game because we're busy boys. But now. It has become something that makes me busy, so I can't play the game because it's become its own mm. thing now. It's got its own personality. It loves to party, Jackbox yeah. party pack, I, specifically. I've had to um, rearrange my room specifically to like accommodate the stream more efficiently. The the, the backdrop will no longer fall over. It <laughs> and it's up against us. the wall. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's all coming together. It's all doing well. And you know what we did play on that stream? What did we play? Our game of the last fortnight. Finally, we can talk about it. Assassin's Creed. Ooh. Assassin's Creed. So, yeah, I think you said, what did you say? It was 2007 it was initially released? Yes. Yes, it was. Yep. Um, and what a game. Do we have any uh, overarching thoughts on it that we want to kick off with i wanted to start by saying the premise of assassin's creed is really cool like just the idea you're this assassin um you're running around rooftops you're trying to be stealthy but at the same time if you get caught doesn't matter you'll counter that templar he'll kick you in the face a few times but you'll take him down you'll get him uh you get him uh and then there's like the addition of I don't know, like mythology in a way, like its own mythology and taking, you know, big things from history, the Crusades, and giving a very unique spin on it and a very, I want to say like a very multicultural spin on it, which I Mm. thought was interesting. Yeah. I mean, the whole, I mean, you talk about how like it has all these layers of story to it and premise, and I think that's what sets it up apart because it could have very easily been you're just an assassin and they play that story out where you're hunting the nine templars uh for your boss basically but they went those extra layers with the the you know the mythology and the backdrop and the whole desmond storyline and the the modern storyline oh yeah abstergo that's so cool and i think this that whole idea of like they they added the layers to it to make it better goes to as far as the gameplay because i was as i was running around i was like the park like the parkour in this game like they could have done this game without parkour they could have made it about just assassinating but the fact you can climb adds a completely different 
dimension, a third dimension that you can go up and down in. It's insane. You're not stuck on the ground. You can move up walls. It would have been like medieval Hitman without it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sneaky. Maybe they toyed with the idea of like changing even disguises because you can still disguise yourself as like a scholar by blending. Which I actually I like as well. I think this one, more than a lot of the other ones, a lot of it you can go, yeah, that makes sense. This I am okay with this. So like, yes, assassins would want to hide. Whereas in later ones, by still wearing the assassin like hood and stuff, you stick out. <laughs> yeah. You no longer look like everybody else. But in this one it goes, Oh yeah, you look like the scholars and you kinda hide with them. And I felt this was before they got a bit silly with um, history. Where you could go like, yeah, there could be this secret world to the whole Templar assassin like wars and the Crusades and there could be this layer beneath it. But the very next one comes along, Assassin's Creed 2, and they're like, hey, here's Leonardo da Vinci. He's building stuff and contraptions for you and all these things you have never heard about. And it started getting less like less set in history and more just kind of playing with history. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I enjoyed that as well as an overall of the first game. Did we enjoy coming back to it? I know, you, Michael, you said you were especially keen for this because you have fond memories, quote-unquote, yes. of uh, this game. The, how, how were those fond memories? Did, did it live up to those fond memories? Uh, the the parkour uh, is missing kind of like a bit of speed that the later ones had, so I was mm. used to climbing faster over time. But overall, still very solid. Very happy to run around rooftops. Lots of fun. Uh, I really like the Middle Eastern towns. Mm. I think that they they work really well, whereas like... Assassin's Creed 3 always comes to mind as being quite bad for parkour. Yeah. Lots of open space. Cool to run through trees, but the dense cities work really well. And, you know, Acre, Damascus, Jerusalem. It's like, yeah, this works. I like this. Everything's like tight and there's lots of alleys and crates that you can jump on and yeah wood everywhere feels really good so good to return to that uh the combat is pretty pretty standard because i think even a lot of things took a leaf from assassin's creed uh even like say the batman arkham games yeah the the counter yes Mm. and the timing like it annoyed me because i couldn't often get it but if you hit the attack again as you connect with your sword you'll do that finishing move yeah that's a really hard one to time it's so hard to time and and but then what i wasn't happy to return to is this one's pacing in terms of your abilities and so therefore the combat too slow i couldn't couldn't counter for ages yeah i hate that no counter what why Especially because oh, the, the counter is, I feel like, all you rely on 
as you go on. It's just like most of my combat was stand there between like while four people surround me with my sword up, wait for someone to attack, counter them. And it's like I don't know why he would forget. Like it's one thing to have your uh, weapons taken away. So if they were to say for gameplay reasons, oh, he can't counter with his sword, he needs to counter with a short sword. But he can counter with a sword. He just has to be taught it again. Yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. So that was quite frustrating. That <laughs> lot of the early game just like I would swap to just doing these big, heavy attacks constantly. Yeah, just, where you just hold the button and out there yeah. it's like <laughs> And that was just ridiculous. The quick attacks, like Matt told me like it's a there's a timing to it. I'm like I can't. What is the timing? Do I click when it connects, or like because there's no <laughs> feedback knows? that you're like, yes, you did that. I think it's supposed to be. I could only really get it. I think when it was a clean hit. So they say you go for like a chopping action. They put their sword horizontal, so there's a clear clash of the sword. And at yeah. that moment, I seem to be able to pull it off. But if they did a deflection and your sword like slides, I found I could like, and I was wondering if that was part of the game, the game going, no, he successfully deflected your attack so you can't get him. But in, but if you get a clean connection, it's like, oh, you've got him on the back foot, finish him off. And so it was just, it, it didn't feel like there was any timing. It just felt like it was almost chance-based. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so didn't uh, sort of enjoy that coming back. Uh, you mentioned about your uh, your enjoyment of the the world and the the, the 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 way the cities are designed and stuff. What did you think of like the in-between <laughs> slash overworld kind of thing, the kingdom? And because I remember... Going, I rem- like the you know when you don't have it, you don't remember, but you just have a feeling about something. I have a feeling that when that when I went from one to two, I missed traveling to the different worlds or the different cities from the first game, and being in the second game, I'm like oh, I wish you could like go on horseback and go to like Jerusalem, just like in the first one. But doing it now, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like it's it's a good little different thing. But once the option to fast travel comes up. Never doing yeah. it again. There's a reason they obviously stopped doing it, and I thought the same as well. I was like, oh, you get to ride a horse. And, like, riding the horse is kind of fun. Um, and having a sense of traveling works as well. Yeah. But it's too big. Oh, mm. it's so big. Why is it so big? It should have just been maybe, like, one area in the middle that has branching roads, and then once you're on that road, you make it to the town. And maybe... Like Brotherhood eventually, because Brotherhood only had Rome as the town, they had like the countryside of Rome. So that perhaps could have been something. A shorter journey between the towns, but did the town actually have more to do outside their walls? Yeah, more than just the city. Yeah. That might have been a better balance to be like, oh, this guy, he's not in town at the moment. He's at his like villa uh, down the road. But you're still in, say, the Damascus town loaded area. region. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like the outskirts, like more than just people fighting on the outskirts. <laughs> yeah. And people trying to sell things. I The thing I didn't like about the, the kingdom 
was the markers were just not helpful because it was there were some roads you had to like double back on to get to the the city, but the markers like no, you just it's just over there. You just so I'd be like going in a straight line towards the marker, and then be like, well, there's no oh, I got to go all this way around to a different marker, like to a different path to like loop back around to the marker. Yeah, I often lost my bearings going, I swear I'm supposed to go north. It's like, oh, yeah, you are. But you've got to first go west, and then you can go north. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I didn't miss it in two and onwards. I was, nah. I, I came here to parkour and assassinate, not to ride a horse. I'm sorry. But they kind of brought it back with Assassin's Creed 4. You had a boat, and most people... well. Everyone the general that. consensus was that was great, and now Ubisoft are making just a ship game based on the engine. They just went, pirate ships are so cool. Let's have a game of pirate ships. I'm down, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm tempted, I guess, by um, Syndicate because it's got like um, coaches and trains. And so maybe maybe that's a way to get around it. Like, what if you sort of traveled through the overworld, sort of like Skyrim style, where someone says like, "Oh, jump in my cart, and we'll just go for a little bit," rather than you ride a horse. And what well, like fast travels you there through as you yeah taxi. But it could be, it could be kind of set PC. I don't know. I, that's a pointless thought. I I don't <laughs> mind it. I think. The latest in the series I've played is Assassin's Creed Unity, and I liked the way that it was just... I'm pretty sure it was one big city, and I didn't mind that because as as much as, you know, being on a pirate ship could be cool, or even I do enjoy riding a horse. Like, it's not something I hate. It's just with Assassin's Creed, it's like you're stopping the... Assassin's Creed part of it, and you've gone into a, like almost another game, the ride the horse game. Whereas in Unity, it was all one big city, so you're just doing parkour to get to where you need to be. I'm pretty sure there was a fast travel system. It's been a while. I can't remember. I wonder if it's because... Because I'm thinking of it like um, Legend of Zelda. I love riding a horse in the Legend of Zelda, even if... Even if in Ocarina of Time I find that Hyrule Field is a little bit empty, it's still a lot of fun to ride through it. It's not fun here. And I wonder if it's because you there's no sense of exploration. Nothing is really tempting you to go off the beaten path. You know you just need to get to the next city. Yeah. And there's you're not really entertained or... It's just an extra chore, especially if you're a completionist, if you're trying to 100% it. It's just an extra chore. There's nothing to do except, like, in the kingdoms, ride to a viewpoint, climb the viewpoint, get back to your flags. Yeah. Like, if it'd be cool if there was, like, some places you could only get if you jumped with the horse, you know, and that takes you to, like, a thing, uh, I don't know, where you get a weapon upgrade. Or something. What if, because the Crusades are on, some of the overworld have active... What if they had active battles between Crusaders and, um, like, Saracens or Assassins? And you either have to, like, sneak your way through a battlefield or fight your way through a battlefield. 
and they could be like a side quest in themselves, like we've got to take this point and then you can make your way through to Acre, you know? Yeah, that'd be more interesting. But there was be- kind of nothing. You just see like patrols. Yeah, it would be more interesting, but I think I would prefer just to skip it. And you got your wish. Yes, I one did. One year later. Well, <laughs> I got my wish um, when you need to go for your second round where you need to kill three guys instead of just one. And then you get to the gate and it's like, do you just want to go there? Do you just want to just cut the crap? Let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, yes, I would. Thank you. See, I did that. And then I thought I glitched the game or something because I was like, yep, straight to the bureau. Cool. Start talking to the guy. He gives me the details. And then I'm like, cool. Go out into the city trying to find the markers on my mini map for the different little investigations you have to do before you can actually get kill your target. Yeah, yeah. Could not find the investigations. I was like, Did I, do I need to like go back to the outskirts and come in to the city? Do I have to like go to the kingdom and then come into the loading zone to come to the outskirts to get into the kingdom for it to trigger? Like, couldn't figure it out. And that's kind of the reason why I stopped where I stopped, um, which was, yeah, at the start of those, the triple, the first one we got to kill three different people in three different cities was that. And I was like, why can't I find any investigations I was like, all right, well, I looked, like, I went back, listened, like, I went from one city because I was like, okay, maybe the, whatever the guys are called behind the counters, the informants or whatever, um, maybe I missed the information because I wasn't listening. <laughs> so I went to a different city, listened to the information. He's like, oh, yeah, go to the southwest. I was like, all right, going southwest this time, head to the southwest, nothing popped up. Yeah, my dude, I'm pretty sure the missions are just, like, to do any mission that you see around, like, save citizen or go to the top of the tower. So, to get your, to have your target killable, you need to do, I think it's like two or three investigations. What I found out, to unlock those investigations, you need to be getting the viewpoints to, like, open it up. And I was like, well, nah, I'm done. Really? That's the best really? part. That's my favorite part is just getting to the viewpoint. Mm. I, I I see that more like stuff I want to do if I want to run around and explore, not stuff I feel like I have to do. I felt like, like there were too many in an area. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it could have been like one per or t- like two per district. Or like at least maybe it was just one per district to unlock the missions. But I think you had to like go to like the specific kind of sub area that it's that that yeah. particular thing unlocks and I was like oh they each had something connected to them even if it was a, just as simple as a save the citizen but you wouldn't be able to see like the courier time trial unless you go to the specific viewpoint cuz i just towards the like it got later in the our time to play the game and i'm like i really want to finish it so i was like all right i'll just do the investigations i'll skip because that felt like things you just do, like yeah. say the citizens were like site missions that you just find, like like the ones in L.A. Noir or something where it's like, oh, a kid lost its balloon or whatever. And it's like, maybe that's Spider-Man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's to make it easier, like you do the save the citizens, so then when you get into trouble, you're more likely to get help from the civilians. Yeah. Um, but... 
if you're sharing when you stopped, I'll finish where I stopped because I was watching a cutscene. It's the cutscene where there's the people are in this little square in this like mansion with this rich guy's house. And the rich guy's like, ah, oh, yes, this is a party for you here. And then the fountain goes from water to wine. And people are like, yes, I love alcohol because we're so poor. And so they get the alcohol, they drink it, but it's poisoned. And he's like, you've been talking shit behind my back. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> and, and, um, and they start dying. And I was like, ah, oh, I remember this. This is the one that I left it. Um, like, I, this is when I stopped playing. Why did I stop? And then I assassinated him, and then I stopped playing again. And I think it's actually because a guy, one or two assassinations before, he's like, don't you see this is all just a cycle? You're just going to keep killing, and then we'll keep killing you, and you'll keep killing us. And I think it just was, ah, I've got all I can out of this game. It's just going to be this. It's just, yeah, nah. I think, and that's kind of probably where the game falters is like compared to the later games and other games in this vein, this is like, I'm going to say this is like one of the last of this kind of game in the sense that it's open world and it has side missions, but it's not side quests per se. Like, I feel like, I mean, I played Origins recently to a small degree and that has your like RPG level like quest lines where it lists off the quests you have. This doesn't have that, but it does kind of have side stuff, which is yeah. save the citizens and what I thought was viewpoints uh, and finding flags and stuff. So it's like it's open, but it's not documented. It's yeah, like a single player um, linear story. It's set in an open sandbox rather than an open world. And I feel like that, kind of serves as an example of how the whole game plays is like um, it's 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 there but it's not it's like you can do what you want but you can only do not so much. much to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're gonna do what you want of what we've given you yeah um, and that's <laughs> kind of like the last of that like there's no upgrades for weapons as far as I remember you just have no. your different weapons Whereas, like, even Assassin's Creed 2, you get, like, better swords. You can't you buy better swords and armor and stuff. Um, so, it's kind of like the last of that era, but it did kick off a game that changed the landscape of video games. I think there was probably too, too many assassinations. Like, every town is divided into, like, three districts. With each that have like a leader there is corrupt and and kill them. There's probably a few too many because yeah. of the rinse and repeat nature. But I still think that again of the whole of the game making sense, it's still probably the only one where you're doing legitimate like I'm going to sneak and overhear this conversation and then I'm I've gotten information through interrogating a guy that there's um, multiple ways into the area and you're actually learning things and i felt like they sort of dropped it because of its repetitive nature but it's like no there were good ideas there they shouldn't have been dropped completely they just shouldn't have been overused as much yeah the assassination and 
and like planning aspect of this game is very good. I would have liked more stealth options. Like I would have loved the option to try and play it like um, Dishonored, try and play the whole game without being detected kind of thing or like killing the targets without breaking your stealth or or people finding out. Because after like the way it went for me was every assassination was I got up to the guy without being noticed, stabbed him and then all hell broke loose. Yeah. (laughs) And then you just, you sprint away. It's like, well, it would have been cool to find ways to do it stealthy, maybe poison someone's drink or like wait till someone's isolated for a moment. Because um, I think that would be much more enjoyable. The Assassin's but... Creed games in general have problems with stealth for a game about assassinating. Yes, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> if you ever have to not be seen, like in restricted areas and later games... It's so hard. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Things like Dishonored, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful stealth mechanics. Yeah, for a stealth game, the stealth isn't very good. Um, but that's the thing. I don't think it's much... I don't think they intended it to be a stealth game. They wanted it to be an assassination game. Yeah, that's fair. But I feel like it could have benefited from some more stealthy stealth elements. I seem to remember playing Unity with you, Matt, and some of the missions being being like, hey, don't get seen. Yeah, Try and, and if you get in and out. If you get seen, um, then the mission restarts. And they're so hard. Yeah, they, they are the they are the worst. There was one in Black Flag, I think the very first mission where you're not supposed to get seen is which was like half an hour in, I stopped playing Black Flag because I couldn't do it. It was so bad. Because and there's no sneak button. You just need to walk and hope that they don't see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, you kind of dressed like you could wear colors and look different. So you just kind of look like a guy in a hood. So that made sense when you blend into a crowd. Yeah. Like, oh. It's just like, oh, it's a rainy day. I got my uh, hood up. Yeah. Um, but Assassin's Creed Unity, if I remember. So, if I remember correctly, had subtitles, uh, which Assassin's Creed One has no subtitles. Oh, oh God. boy! <laughs> Tell me about it. If this is the podcast for the busy gamer, I'm a busy boy. I want to watch something else while I'm playing games. I can't hear the informant. He's telling me he needs me to go assassinate three guys. I can't hear you. And you didn't put subtitles in Ubisoft. What if I was legitimately deaf? That's a giant. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's a big... Especially because the game feels like it's made for console, ported to PC. You'd expect them to have it for your TV because people mute TVs more often than they mute PCs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... It's it's not good. I don't know any of this story. Like, there's so much of this story I don't know (laughs) because I couldn't hear them. And I'm just standing... looking at them talking i can't hear them and then they put the feather down and i pick it up because that means i can go kill the guy on the minimap now <laughs> <laughs> um on the on the topic of like it being console like this was built as a console game wasn't it and ported to see like pc later yes i think it okay. was just around that time like 2007 like pc wasn't that good like not mm. not it wasn't that good it's just that 
PS3 and 360, they were so big. They were the big boys. Because the control scheme in this game on PC, I assume that's what we all played, is <laughs> just so whack. Oh, it's so bad. I gave up immediately and I got my Xbox controller plugged it in. It's so bad. When I first played this through, back in like, it would have been maybe two, a little bit after 2007, 2010, 2009, around then I would think, I played it completely with a keyboard and mouse and I have no idea how I would have done that. <laughs> Because it just baffled me, and I had to plug in a controller. I've only ever played it on uh, keyboard, and it's still weird, because it's like, right-click changes your mode, but then, like, shift is... Yeah, if you hold shift... Shift is sprint, but no? Yeah, if you tap shift when you're climbing a building, which is what you, like, want (laughs) to hold, yeah, you drop, you just die, and it's what you want to hold, so you go faster in your head. Shift is sprint, uh... Right. But it's like space is your feet, shift is your hands, E is your head, and your left mouse click is your weapon hand. But for me, when it was telling me about the controls of my mouse, it was just calling it like button yeah. zero yeah, button and button, zero, one. button one. Press button five to access the menu. What is button five? I don't know. I had to rely on like the color code, like the vague color coding they have. Yeah. It's being like which corresponds to an Xbox yeah. controller. You go like green, red. But yeah, screw great. you if you've got a PlayStation controller. <laughs> or if you're like if you're gonna port it to PC, put a little it's like the Dark Souls port, which I think was the same. It had like it didn't have uh, It's the Dark Souls of controls. PC ports. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, hang on. It didn't get any better from memory. I think I've always played PC Assassin's Creed games with a controller. Because they're all terrible controls? After the first one, I think, yeah, 2 and 3 and Brotherhood. Maybe it's like, you know, I I always play driving games with a controller. Driving games are meant to be played with a controller. So maybe it's the same with Assassin's Creed. Like, you can't assassinate people with a keyboard. That's ridiculous. Maybe third person doesn't work very well on a keyboard. Because Dishonored I played on PC works perfectly, but it's first person. Yeah, that's true. Your mouse movement moves your direction. Whereas in this, it kind of just moves your camera. Yeah, I'm trying to think what third person games I've played on PC and haven't been like, this is filthy. Filthy? Saints Row? Disgusting. Mass Effect? See, Saints Row, I started playing with the controller because of the driving, mostly, actually. Um, Yeah, I can see that. Otherwise, it's fine because in that, it's like, I don't know, it feels, I don't know, maybe they sorted it out at that point. No, it's not third person because, like, Daisy was third person, wasn't it? It flips back and forth. You can Um, choose, I think. But, like, he's, he's, while we're talking about grief... I don't know how to segue this, so I just want to talk about it. I presume this is someone else. Well, someone else has written this. Okay, sorry. And it wasn't me. I'm going to talk about what I think this is. <clears throat> I assassinated every person who wasn't 100% mentally there and shoved me. I just assassinated them. <laughs> every, every person who tried to get money off of me, I assassinated them. 
every yeah. civilian that interacted with me, like that got in my way and <laughs> caused me to stop doing what I was doing, they died. And you played a brutal Desmond every time. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> every time it's like, whoa, hey, hey, man, you shouldn't, you shouldn't assassinate civilians. You're gonna desynchronize. I don't care. They got in my way, and I also feel bad because it's quite clear that there's something wrong with them. I don't know if it was from birth <laughs> or <laughs> like I, I'm. That is true. I'm thinking it's a disease. I'm thinking there's a disease back in Damascus in the 1400s or whenever this was set in. Um, in sorry, in the 1100s. There was a disease that caused insanity in some way, and I'm sorry that that's technically ableism. I'm sorry I'm being technically an ableist to a virtual people, but I killed them all. I don't know. I had a. <laughs> what do you want us to say? I don't know. You're a terrible person. They're very. Like, I don't blame you. They're very annoying. Like. The the uh, the crazy ones never got to me, but I had I was there was a moment where I was trying to walk past like two guards through a doorway, one of those ones where they kind of protect the doorway, and so I was like slow walking with the hands together, you know, doing low stealth, and this person was just like, "Please, I need some money," and blocking my path, and I was trying to like walk around them and just ignore them, but they just kept like sliding into in front of me, and I was like, "Can you just?" Is the most annoying thing. Like, I get why they have them, but it's just not fun in any way. Oh, it's fun if you start just killing them. Well, the other thing I did, and this is always on accident, was like they would just get in the way. I'd be chasing someone, (laughs) and then I'm like, "Yeah, time to leap." And this, I would just snap to the one on like (laughs) my right and just kill them. And I'm like, "That's not what I wanted." (laughs) I guess Altair just just likes to kill, but (laughs) I was have a target. I'm following this person. I once killed a save the citizen. I killed the citizen. (laughs) (laughs) My job is done. (laughs) Well, they're saved from this turmoil, I guess. Your life, you need saving from this hellish existence. (laughs) so bad. Also, they're just the worst. Those save the citizen missions, so many of them. Yeah. And just two guys having a go at one person while one guy stands there. I got to the point where I was like, I was trying to see how many I could assassinate before a fight broke out. Yes. Yeah, yep. we did that too. <laughs> I could never get all of them. Oh, right before the... So this would have been the fifth guy I assassinated or sixth. And all the guards, like it's a rich district, and all the guards start coming up. And I looked at these guys, and I'm like, okay, there's three guards. I can take two of them, and then the first, and then the last one will start attacking me. And so I started this fight, and then all of a sudden, no joke, about twenty guys and two Templars are on me, and I'm just don't know. How I got into this situation. I don't know how the AI of this game works to get the Templars from where they were to here now. And I died. <laughs> it does seem a little random because it's like the detection as well, as well as the like putting people onto you. Because it many times I'm just like, I'd be just be casually walking down the street, detected. What? 
what did I do? Versus like, I'd be sprinting past them. And they're just like, oh, yeah. that guy's just going for a morning jog. <laughs> He's out a rush. This is the. I think this is the only one where guards will actively in, like take the time to do parkour themselves to get to you. Yeah, yeah. But they're it's just so like funny to watch. Oh, he's up that tower. Up I go as well. Um, <laughs> if you like up a tower, they'll throw rocks at you. Which yeah, if you're ha- like hanging yeah, and climbing, they're like get down. But then but they'll like climb all the way up onto the rooftops, yeah. whereas in later games they're like, bah, uh, he's, nah. he's 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 gone now. He's he's in another country. We don't go up there. Maybe that's <laughs> roof country. Yeah, it's roof country. Maybe it's because uh, in you know the fourteen hundreds, roofs were ex- like expensive to make, whereas in the eleven hundreds, it's just another flo- external floor. So like you got rich people much. going like, get off my renaissance roof. But back in the day, they're like, yeah, you can head up there. I've got to do some plastering anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's already a hole there that I just literally filled it in with hay. Uh, you can jump on my nice white sheet that's on top of my baskets to grab onto that beam to get higher onto my window to get onto my roof. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so nice back then. Really, what happened? Yeah, they just go like, <laughs> they just sort of go like, oh, it's a strange what is it? man. <laughs> yeah, but in, <laughs> oh, then in the next one, they're going like, Stronzo. Yeah, like, <laughs> you like, idiot, get out. Actually having a go at you. Actually, speaking of the, the citizens yelling at you, the audio is so low quality. I'm oh, not sure if anyone else would have noticed. Yeah. It's like, it's something I would do for a phone system. It sounds <laughs> so low quality. And I had one where, like, the same line came out twice very quickly, and I just broke my ears. I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. But, yeah, I'm like, this is why is it so low quality? Maybe, okay, maybe we're trying to compact it to a disc, but, like, it's not that much more data, surely, to get it, to get it up. <laughs> I swear there are some lines, like, they're not... If it's the civilians, I can understand, but there's, like, some specifically like made lines where a character is talking to Altair and it's still like you have to go assassinate the car <laughs> and it's like where did you record this in? yeah they took the um the assassins who wear the um the wraps around their mouth it's like they were taking it literally <laughs> cuz i swear some of them some of them ranged from i can hear you clearly and there's no obstruction from the cloth across your mouth, and then others were like, Okay, yeah, we have to this. There's a guy waiting for me. We're going to give him like two minutes. <laughs> Who recorded this? Sorry, what? <laughs> I heard him. It said, I'll tell you, you got to go to the guy in two minutes. What is See, I played this game too much. <laughs> too much. And you know, you would have heard me, Adrian, if I had subtitles, but I didn't. Yeah, he didn't no, have subtitles. No subtitles. <laughs> But I'm sure if there were subtitles, they'd be like six bit, like blocky <laughs> text. <laughs> to match. Written in wing dicks. <laughs> yeah. okay. oh. You know what I've realized, right? So, this game, the good things it does, so good. Um, but the things that it's bad, it's like the room where it's <laughs> s- stupid. Yeah. It's not like okay. I, have, I have a genuine hate of this feature it's like this is the stupidest it's the glitchiest game i've ever played as well 
Really? Yeah. I have so many Mr. Fantastics that just you kill them (laughs) and and they just stretch out to infinitum. And then there's just some people... I have seen so many people, um, they collide into each other and then one of them just teleports on top of the other. Then both of them just fall over. (laughs) This is the worst one for uh, Leap of Faith's going wrong. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Where he just takes like a right angle jump. Yes. And I had ragdolling where he made it all the way to the ground, ragdolling, taking no damage from the top of a tower, uh-huh. and then stands up and instantly dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another ridiculous death is the fact that when you. Jump into water, you dissolve. Yes, desynchronized. Altair didn't swim. Altair does not swim. He doesn't get his clothes wet. They're not an aquatic people, the assassins. (laughs) They're fire type. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what we haven't talked about is like the meta story of the game. What are your thoughts on the whole animus of Sturgo and... That whole outside the animus experience. It's the, I think it's the most contained and least confusing of the, of the Desmond stories. Yeah. It is good it being a mysterious, um, sort of just, just sort of simple, your captive trying to glean information through listening through vents. I think it, I think it worked quite well, and the reveal of like, oh, we're the modern Templars. It's like, yeah, yep, that's that's all fine by me. I didn't mind it too much. It didn't seem too invasive. My only problem with it is that Desmond drives like a truck, and then the camera angle will change, and then he'll just go off wherever he wants. Ah, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> that's just in general with this game. Like when you're in the assassins' bureaus, even, and you're like walking back and forth as the camera flips you can go to like the back of the room you like you're holding forward he's walking forward it flips and then he takes like one step and turns around and then moves like the other direction and it's like you just start flipping back 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 and forth between (laughs) two different camera angles Um, and then the meta meta of this so like the overall series I just want to say quickly uh, spoilers I'm annoyed that Desmond died. Yeah. Yeah. In like Assassin's Creed 3. Well, everyone was waiting for the moment when we could play like a modern Assassin's Creed with Desmond. I think because I remember he was learning the skills. I think I remember talking to you about it and being like, oh, how are they going to do it? Because it's going to, is it going to be a bit sci fi? Because it seems to be set in the future. Because they started putting it in in 2 and it was in Revelations. Like doing parkour, like as Desmond, like he had learnt skills, and then in three, he's just like, "Oh, I know what I have to do now." Goodbye. Bye. Bye. And I reckon since then, I reckon the story outside of the Animus is dead. Who cares? Yeah, pretty much. That's my gripe with the whole the series as a whole. Like, I feel like they set up this thing for Assassin's Creed 1, the outside meta story is cool, and then they set up 
with the end of the game, you see all those markings and the end of the world, whatever it's supposed yeah. to be. And then it feels like someone just handballed it to someone else. I was like, you finish the story now. I'm done. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, it does feel like that. Like disjointed. There's some very cool moments in later games and it all builds up but kind of flops. So I'm kind of sad to see that such a good meta story from the first game got better and then crapped out. I don't hate like the fact that I think it's either Unity or 4 where you're just this random Abstergo employee. I don't hate that. I just think it could have worked with Desmond and it didn't have you didn't have to kill Desmond. Yeah. And especially cuz like things like Unity are the tech are like the kind of chapters throughout like a an entry in the series. Mm. And so I don't mind them being from say other people's points of views from Templar points of views and things like that like Rogue and um but yeah, I remember f- the start of 4 characters from 2 and Brotherhood the ones who are the modern day assassins they're like hanging out in the building but it's like, yeah, but where's my de- where's Des? Where's he gone? Yeah. Maybe there was problems with Nolan North. Maybe he didn't want to do it anymore. I have a feeling they just wanted to... They knew they couldn't do anything more with the meta story. So they're like, how do we stop doing it? We killed Desmond. Because <laughs> it got... There were some cool elements, but it all felt like it didn't lead to anything. Or like the the setting... It kind of feels like... And this is going to be contentious. Star Wars 7 to 8, where it's like... Seven set up a whole bunch of stuff, eight and then eight like kind of went, oh yeah, this and that, and and then just left other things. I wonder if they are biding their time for like a Desmond return. In what way? In that because he like he died by sacrificing like his life to start the energy of the precursor god's like machine i guess as it were if then he's like he is a he is alive in essence and that they could bring him back if the gods like return the their name like they're called isu or something that's the gods um like that i think that's what they called isu i don't know where that's from Oh, it's from Assassin's Creed Syndicate that they're named Isu. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, I missed that where, wasn't it like even an alternate reality game where people figured out the story of Adam and Eve and had to like find files in the, like, I swear I remember like that someone had to go into the files to find the video of the yeah. very end of Adam and Eve. And- yeah, Adam and Eve were like the two who stole the piece of Eden from the gods or something. I remember seeing that video. Like, yeah. it was one of those videos where you have to 100% the game, I think, to unlock it. It's in Assassin's Creed 2 by yeah. finding all of the paintings. Like, you find the markings and then you have to do, like, a painting puzzle and then that gives you, like, a second of video. Yeah. I'm glad that, <laughs> that Assassin's Creed 1 didn't have that. Where they're, like, withholding story. Yeah, it wasn't, like... It wasn't very sequel-baity, was it? No, not at all. Well, okay. Yes, because it did yeah. bait pretty hard. But like, it was all self-contained. Everything was more like, 
it was sequel baiting, but it wasn't like here's his story. You know, we have, but we're not giving to you. Yeah, it was the end of the book. It wasn't a part one of the book. Yeah, exactly. Um, Where you go, like, oh, the world, the world is still there, and it's open for more, but this this story is done. Altair's story had ended for that time. And Desmond's, you were like, oh, that's where the intrigue is. All right. Just before we rate the game, very quickly, I want to ask, has anyone seen the Assassin's Creed movie? No. No. Don't. <laughs> it's not It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It just, it's much like Killing Desmond. It They could have put it in the world of the Assassin's Creed, but they decided to make their own universe instead. And it's bad. So Should it have it. been a game? Um, it would have been an alright game, but again, I feel like they could have made it like a piece of the puzzle in the universe instead of just making it its own thing. Because it's like the Inquisition. Yes. And they don't do much with it. It's like five minutes of assassinating. It's not enough. You gotta assassinate nine Templars. You gotta do it in this order. And that's uh, what Assassin's Creed is. You gotta save that citizen. Yeah. And eleven more. I didn't see Michael Fassbender accidentally assassinate anyone. <laughs> so anyone from a lower socioeconomic group or of less <laughs> mental development. <laughs> Unrealistic. Um but so is Assassin's Creed uh, a game for the busy gamer? I would say yeah. Like I I had a time restriction, so I didn't get to play as much as I liked. But, like, it has nice, like, stopping points. So, I feel like you could just sit down, play an hour or two, you know, a couple times. If you don't 100% it, so, like, if you do the missions you just need to do, don't look for the flags unless you just sort of see them on your travels. I think it was made with that in mind. It was in the time where they knew console games couldn't be ridiculously long. So the story and the main part of the game, yeah, you can you can pl- play this pretty comfortably. I feel like as the series went on, they started piling on so much more. At times it became overwhelming. Whereas this one I felt comfortable in, in ignoring particular things. Like, yes, let's just get through the overworld. I'm not going to climb that vantage point. So, yeah, you can do it, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would actually recommend it anymore. Replaying this game has shown me what other people were seeing, and now I, yes, I, now I agree. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It is, but I wouldn't recommend it. There's there's better Assassin's Creed games to take up your time. Yes. And yourself, Matt? Uh, yeah, I feel like I really want to get through the story, and this makes me want to go through and play every single Assassin's Creed after it, um, but that's a very long task, and again, uh, some of them, it's, the gameplay is still a bit rigid, like, Assassin's Creed Unity wasn't, I think everyone knows that one wasn't the best, uh, to play by yourself, not bad multiplayer, but by yourself, oh, no. Uh, but I would say yes it's a game for a busy gamer purely because you can at any point alt F4 
and it should have you should have saved like f- five seconds ago, kind of thing. Then you wake up in from your own sort of animus. Oh, it was clever what it did with that. You're playing a game in a game. Oh my oh. god, <laughs> that's that's what the game did a lot. It was like questioning everything like it was trying to be so philosophical and i think everything it was trying to say was just like think about what you're doing are you even right there is no truth you are the game you're desmond man i could buy into genetic memory i i would believe that yeah absolutely like it's instincts man call it whatever you want um but yeah i think that's all. I mean, I feel like I could actually talk more about this, but I won't. <laughs> no, what we will talk about is the game we're covering for the next fortnight. I believe this was Young Michael's choosing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or was this Matt? No, I was excited for this. I, Matt, we. I, I'm assuming you, Matt, you were as well. Yes. Because if there's one thing that we. I think have wanting been wanting to do for a while is like a real co-op game because those were the best when we were younger. I felt like when we were younger, there were more co-op games and apparently that's the idea behind a way out. The creator made it with sitting on a couch in mind and that even when you're online, you get to see split screen because it was actually made for like, Sit together. Yeah, catch Play co-op. a co-op story. Yeah. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. I've tried to avoid reviews. I I haven't seen footage. a thing about this. I haven't seen like a thing. So I'm very I, hopeful. It looks cool. I've managed to avoid reviews, but I have seen a little bit of the story like right at the start. So, but it, it like intrigued me enough because I knew nothing about it before and was just not interested in playing it. I was like, oh, cool, a co-op game. Maybe if it's good. But I saw how it played in the story. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm into this. And the plan is I'll buy one copy and then play it with Michael and then play it with Adrian and then play it with my partner. <laughs> you're going to be the best way out man the ever. Best. You're going to know how to... You're going to be better than uh, Michael Schofield at Prison Breaking. Oh, yeah. I've got the the walkthrough tattooed on my forearm. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the first cinematic experience game we'll be doing. Mm. L.A. Noir's kind of cinematic, but it was it was a like a puzzle game. Whereas I think this is kind of in the vein of like a Beyond Two Souls, more quick time eventy. Yeah, I think that's kind of what's what it's going for a little bit. Fair enough. Yeah, sort of environmental puzzle. A little bit of sneaky, a little bit of driving, a little bit of shooty. Just a little bit of shooty. Not, not, just not too much. A bit just of everything. Bit. Cinematic. It's going to be just right. Well, you'll be able to hear our thoughts on that in two weeks' time. Right here on whatever you're listening to us on, which could be maybe iTunes, which is the most popular podcasting, which you should definitely review us highly on. Or maybe you're using uh, Google google play not if you're in australia though um or possibly stitcher which is you know an award-winning app it's free it's great 
Uh, or direct from our brand yeah. new website. What? No, Isn't that cool? No time to grindpodcast.com. No, and then string it all together so that there's no spaces or anything. No time to grindpodcast.com. And then our other podcast that's just come out and uh, we should have another episode up very soon. Wrong place, right time, podcast.com. Ooh. Or if you can't be bothered doing that, just go to notimetogrindpodcast.com and scroll down to the bottom where you can find links to that podcast, our Facebook, I think our Instagram, and I think something else, but I forget off the top of my head. Twitch? Anything you want. Any, anything you want. Details? It's down there. <laughs> our phone numbers? Matt's nudes? Oh, they're there too. That's actually at the very top of the screen. Yes. It's the first thing you there. see, yeah. Uh, it's called No Time to Grinder. Oh, hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming out and having a listen. We'll see you next time. I've been Adrian. I've been Michael. And I've been Matt. Bye. Assassin! Get the infidel! What a, what a strange man. <laughs> you mean, what a strange man. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha